0: Hi, and welcome to The Swede Life Podcast, hosted by me, Jill. The Swede Life Podcast is an anthology of life abroad, the female story, interviewing women from all over the world and telling a uniquely female perspective on the migrant narrative of life in Sweden. Today I am with Andrea Pippins, Yes, um, and I'm going to let her introduce herself because I don't want to do her disservice.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hello. Uh, My name is Andrea Pippins Mm -hmm. Um, Oh my gosh, I already forgot the (laughs) question Okay, so um, Hello, I'm Andrea Pippins Um, My background is in graphic design And I transitioned into full-time illustration work I moved here with my husband who's Swedish So I moved here for love Um, Yeah, and that's it Yeah I think And you're a mom And I'm a mom
0: Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were emailing back and forth before we got here um, to sort of talk about, you know, was there anything that you especially wanted to bring Mm -hmm. up in the podcast? And you came up with some amazing topics, which I think are really relevant, which is today's attitude towards work Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and identity. Um, And I think. For me, that resonates with me because I've had to really reevaluate my own personal feelings and and kind of value systems when it comes mm. to work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, especially since I've moved to a different country, I'm not as employable as I used to be mm-hmm. back in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of also been intertwined with my value, and mm-hmm. you know, the list could go on. Anyway, I totally get it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So yeah, tell me what you what you what your what your comments were about these two topics. Oh my goodness, I don't even know where to begin because um, it's something that I started thinking about before I moved here, before I even met my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to give a little background, back in 2015, I left my full time teaching job. I was mm-hmm. an assistant professor teaching graphic design, and I decided to just take a leap of faith and work as a full-time illustrator and soon after I got my first book deal which is it sounds like it was overnight but it was a lot of work that went into that um I got my first book deal and then things just like took off which was fantastic but in that time I was thinking again or starting to think about okay well what does this mean in terms of you know how much I work what I'm able to do as a, a freelancer um What my goals are, Mm -hmm. what's important to Mm me. So that's when it started to to kind of you know bubble up in my mind. And then I met my husband, and a few like maybe two years later, uh, moved here, pregnant, Mm -hmm. and maternity leave. So Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to work Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. much. I did I did still work, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to work as much. Mm -hmm. And then I'm in a a culture, at least in my experience, around people who never really asked. You know, what do you do? Mm. or um, going to social events, and there's never really conversations about, you know, your work day or your work week. Yeah. And it just, it forced me to really think about, okay, well, you know, what does that mean for me? Because that's not what I'm used to. Mm. And then also thinking about my narratives around work. So I grew up in a home where, you know, work was very important. My parents worked all the time. My mom, especially, worked all the time, and she had a business in the home where she was working. So I always saw my mother working, and I th- felt like, okay, in order for me to do and have whatever I want, I have to work all the time. And I have built this mem- this narrative around this idea of constant mm. working and busyness. Yeah. And I realized that I was also using that as a way to avoid other things that might have been happening. Okay. In my life. Um, and then my husband and I were having this conversation about, you know, Swedes, they work to live, and Americans, they live to work. Yeah. Right? So that's also kind of, you know, in, in the background of all of this. So these you know, questions, statements, ideas that are happening in my mind as I'm trying to expand my business as mm. a mom mm. with less time than I had before, you know, when I was a single woman where I could work all night if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, and also wanting to live fully. Yeah. Right? And Mm. having the freedom and being in peace to, you know, do what I want when I want and, you know, what does it take to have that? Does it take more money? Yeah. Working more? I don't know. So these are all questions that I've been thinking about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot in there which I can... can, Yeah. That I can sort of get behind too. Similarly, I came from a household which... Place a lot of value on Mm -hmm, work. mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, both my parents worked all the time. And again, like like yourself, my mum worked all the time. Mm -hmm. Full day, come home, work some more. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it it was this kind of ideal of... It means that you're productive. It means that you are contributing. Mm -hmm. It means that you are busy mm-hmm. and somehow that word busy equates to kind of success, everything success, yes, success. Right? yeah exactly exactly Uh words aha aha and you know regardless of really how much money you're making anyway um, and i think as i was saying earlier my like i'm on i'm the cusp of that generation between gen x and millennial like just right on that cusp mm-hmm. And I really, but I really do think that because of my, I yeah, because of I I I have lived with those values for such a long time. I still have them mm-hmm. deep within me, Absolutely. and for the last three years, four years since I've moved to a foreign country and I've started living in Sweden, the kind of the the sort of internal work that I've had to do to unlearn all of the stuff that I've been going through about you know how this is you know if you work you're really successful that means you're a really good person this is what is it about being successful and being a good person you're a good person if you work you know there's this kind of strange Hmm. narrative about
1: that it's so so intertwined I (laughs) because I mean because then you also have to think about the value we place on on money yeah and how um I guess, important or the importance that we put on it and having it in our lives. Right. Mm, mm, and this mm. idea that you make more money, you're happy. You're that's what success is, mm. but not really thinking about, you know, do you need that amount to be successful? Yeah. And does that necessarily equate to happiness? Yeah. So yeah, I, you know, those are all important questions. Um, do you think, I mean, just going back a little bit to okay. what you were talking about
0: um when you made that transition from being a professor, assistant mm-hmm. professor, to then going, I'm going to go freelance,
1: mm-hmm. how did
0: you deal with the kind of, I mean, just this, the, the admin stuff of going, okay, I'm going to manage my time by doing this. Mm-hmm. And this means that I'm going to have worked a day or a good day. You know, what, how did you deal with that? Because for me at the moment, uh, running my own business, I just work all the time. hmm yeah. <laughs> um, I mean this week has been mental. I've been going to events in the evenings, coming home and then beginning to work again. And yeah. that's just it's crazy. It's crazy, crazy town. Um, so how do you how yeah, how do you I, I think that's also a lot to do with that transition of going from that's somebody okay. that has a full time job, which is means what, like nine till five? I don't know, and mm-hmm, sort of, mm-hmm. you know. Um and then going to freelance where you just you could just basically work the whole time. Which is what Does, I did. <laughs> yeah, of course you would. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, exactly. that's what everybody would do. Um, right. But uh, there is something there to be said for maybe that's why this generation of people who are now, who have been in that position of going, okay, freelancer, let's do this, let's try it out, let's see what happens, are now going, whoa, Yeah. we really, we overdid it there. Yeah. <laughs> we really need
1: to reassess our, I don't know. But, I mean, well... Another question with that is um, typically when we go into freelance, it's doing something that we love. Oh, of course. That's the yeah. assumption, right? Yeah. yeah. And for me, you know, being an artist, illustrator, I love to draw, love telling stories. So it was hard to stop if I was in a groove. Mm. And usually because I was doing freelance work mm. and, you know, most of the day I would always get into that groove and it just yeah. didn't want to stop. It yeah. just keep going, going, going. Right. Yeah. But it's not sustainable. Um, well, in terms of your question, so making that leap, I don't think I ever. I didn't. I didn't break out. Break down my time mm. per se, but I did map out. And this is before I got the book deal. I did map out. Okay, this is how much money I need to make. Yeah. In order to pay, you know, this bill, pay the rent, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this is how much work. I can do or I want to do or the type of projects I needed mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. acquire in order to make that kind of money. Mm-hmm. So I did map that out for a year. Mm-hmm. And I will say this, I did not have enough money in my savings to like fall back on. So I really did take a leap of faith. I was like, I'm just going to do this and see what happens. But um, yeah, so I mapped that out and I was like, okay, this is, this is what I'm going to make mm-hmm. happen. It means maybe I have to pitch mm-hmm. or, you know, pursue people, mm. let people know that I was going into this, this new, mm-hmm. I guess, career path. Um, and that's what I did. I started reaching out to, uh, friends, former colleagues and letting them know, Hey, you know, I'm freelancing now. If you have any projects yep. coming down the pipeline, consider yep. me. Yep. Um, and actually I, I don't think I got any work from that. <laughs> people were just like, Hey,
0: great <laughs> congratulations.
1: <laughs> we'll keep you in mind. It's awesome. Um, but I, I wasn't concerned. I I just figured, you know, this is it's gonna happen. And I remember I had a few projects lined up, unrelated to those emails. I had a few projects lined up, and then the book deal happened. Mm. So it it kind of it fell in place mm. for me. Yeah, yeah. But not without. I mean, I think that the
0: di- I think the thing though there is that you were. You were open to open to opportunities, mm-hmm. and you were gonna you were gonna take them when they came and when they right. and you saw them. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I
1: think that's yeah. I mean, action is important, yeah. right? So I believed that this was the path that I wanted to take. Yeah. And I put some some my ducks in a row to yeah, say, okay, this is yeah. what I need to have happen in order for me to sustain the lifestyle that I want. Mm-hmm. And being proactive about it, mm-hmm. the book deal happened because I connected with someone who. I knew was working at this uh, publishing house. Sent an email and also sent another a proposal to another mm-hmm. publishing house. Mm-hmm. Um, so being really, really active in terms of making these connections and seeing okay, well, what's going to happen. So yeah, I didn't. I didn't just sit down in the corner and say, "Hey, okay, <laughs> I'm just going to do this night." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I
0: think it's really important for people who have never or who are considering going doing the freelance thing to. To be told the reality of it, which is right. yeah, you know, it's not just gonna the work's not just gonna turn up on your doorstep. Right, um, it's you
1: you have to make the connections and go out and put yourself out there. And, exactly, yeah. exactly. And as I mentioned earlier, um, it wasn't the book deal was not an overnight success because up until that point, I had submitted at least. 10 book proposals Mm. and was you know denied multiple times and you know i'd worked for 15 years graphic design Mm. blogging Mm. building a community Mm. um just making art selling art art markets etsy Mm. just like doing all Mm. these different things not really with the intention of ever working for myself that wasn't something that was really i was really thinking about back then but these were all these little things that kind of helped mm-hmm. allow me to do it later on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah and i think uh, i i wonder if we touched a little bit we t- did talk a little bit about community building mm-hmm. and that's something that i'm i'm really into um, which you do uh,
1: very well oh it's thank so, you <laughs> <so
0: awesome. laughs> um, But but it, but it's becoming I'm becoming becoming more interested in how to further that
1: mm-hmm.
0: how to scale it up how yes. to you know really take it to the next level um, but do you think community building for freelancers I mean it's essential it's mm-hmm. an essential Absolutely. part of the lifestyle mm-hmm. if that's the right word to use but um, just in order to keep yourself well, keep yourself sane to begin with but yeah. also to <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but also to make the connections and the, the relationships right right because you, you don't have that built-in community in the office space no so you have to be very proactive about mm. building it
0: and how do you how, how does that how are you dealing with that over here in Sweden?
1: I would have to say it's been a challenge. Yeah. Um, and I think it was just circumstantial because I moved here, I was mm-hmm. six months, six months, seven, six, seven months pregnant and very focused on getting my work done before baby was coming. Oh, you had lots of deadlines. I mean, you yeah, had, I had like a book deadline coming two, up. And two, yeah two yeah, two deadlines before, right before he was born or expected to be born. And then... He was here, and then, you know, full-on motherhood. Um, So I would say that first year, it was difficult to get out and, you know, do things and meet people like I would have before, Mm. before baby. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I definitely felt isolated Mm. because I need that creative—I need people around me with that creative synergy for us to just, you know, talk and engage and share ideas and— it, 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 i can't even explain what it is it's just something that it, it fuels me mm-hmm. right so or even just going to talks
0: yeah
1: mm-hmm. um, going to a, a gallery show mm-hmm. and not being able to do that i could i did feel like oh i, I miss that yeah um looking back on it i think uh, Hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Oh, so. <laughs> t- yeah. Do not tell. Yeah. Like, looking back on, I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I could have tried harder. I don't know, but yeah, I think. Um, you also
0: got to remember, though, you know, you would just been thrown into yeah. the depths of motherhood. I New mean, because your story. I mean, your your story it parallels with mine because that's exactly what happened to me. Mm-hmm. I. I mean, I, I I left my job, I left my career, everything mm-hmm. in London, mm-hmm. um, and we moved over to uh, Sweden. And I was about seven months pregnant too. Mm-hmm. And my only focus was okay, we've just bought a house, I've got to get my house ready. I've got, I'm thinking about the baby. I thought I've got to get okay, I've got to get in my head into that baby, and also right, okay, yeah, settling in. So I didn't even have the kind of I didn't have the work thing to think mm-hmm. about, mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't meet. Make any connections with anybody until Stella was about four months old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <It> <laughs> that's almost a year. I mean, that's yeah. that almost a year of yeah. not kind of just having no
1: contact yes, with anybody. Exactly. So I think, you know. And the people that you did connect with, were they like from mommy group? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So there was no level of professional connection mm-hmm. or even, not even, I mean, professionally, it's whatever. Creativity, um, uh, relationship building, opportunity building, mm-hmm. seeking rather. You know, there was, n- there was no kind of. And it's really funny, I remember sitting on, it was in the middle of the summer, I remember sitting on my balcony. Matthias, uh, it was a Friday night. Matthias had said that he was going to, one of his colleagues was leaving. And they were going out for drinks in the evening. And I was so angry. I was mm. so infuriated. Mm-hmm. And um, good job he didn't come home too early because he would have caught me at the <laughs> wrong time. But I had enough time. I had enough time to sit there and go, okay, hang on a second. He has every right to go out on a Friday night and celebrate the, his colleague leaving or going on whatever. He absolutely has that right. Why am I so angry? And it was because I didn't have anybody to yes. do that with. Yeah. I mean, even if, and I know that Matthias would have said, go out paint the town red mm. do whatever you need to do blow off some steam yeah I'd be like great yeah fine absolutely but who with yeah I don't have that option <laughs> <laughs> who would I re- like I literally know. who would I go out with I would go out with myself yeah that's going to be tons of fun isn't it you know <laughs> um, and that was the moment when I was I literally got my CV out that night and started mm. going over it and redoing it and things. And then I quickly realised after that that because of the skill set that I have is a very soft skill set um it was going to be really difficult for me to find mm. a job here
1: hmm.
0: because i didn 't know Swedish and I hadn 't learned Swedish mm-hmm. and I wasn't prepared, and I know that this you know this is going to catch me out, but i wasn't prepared to spend five years of my life learning Swedish before I started my career, again. yeah, yeah, but I know some people are, and I think that's totally commendable, and i I admire them for doing that. But I just didn't have it in me. I, was, yeah. I can't... It's a lot. It's just soul-destroying for me. For me, personally. I can't say that, you know, it's not like that for everybody else. But for me, that would have been soul-destroying. To go back to school for that amount of time. Mm-hmm. Just to learn a language. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, can never... Because it is, is full-time. Yeah. right. You would, yeah, absolutely. And... Um, and I, I, really do wonder now. I really, I look back on it, and you know, we made, we'd made the decision to move to Sweden two years prior mm-hmm. to coming to to Sweden. Um, and I really do wish if someone had been completely and utterly honest with me about the situation, the job situation, and mm-hmm. the language situation. I do wonder if we'd actually, if I'd actually,
1: I would have come. The move yeah. Interesting. Because it's a lot. Yeah, I
0: think there's a lot of work needs to be done in terms of being a little bit more frank with newbies who are coming over and 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 you know because I mean it, yeah I've written I've stated this in books that I've written it's you know my family it was my family were even going yeah, in you'll be fine no problem yeah, yeah you'll get a job absolutely no problem. But I think maybe they thought I would get a job in like a supermarket or <laughs> stacking <laughs> shelves, which is, absolutely, again, yeah, you know, it's com- to- totally fine, but that's not, what, that's not my peak, you know, kind of. Right, right. And, I'm, and I think maybe it's because I associate work with certain,
1: you have to be successful. Right. You have to be the best that you possibly can it's part of me it's part of my value Yeah, i have to do this in order to yeah. feel like i'm a part of something
0: yeah and to put that and to put that kind of to the side mm-hmm. for an extended amount of time or to do something which i that didn't fulfill me that didn't you know make me feel as though i was achieving the best i possibly could mm-hmm. i and that's one of the, and i honestly and i've said this before that's one of the reasons that i started a little bear abroad mm mm
1: mm-hmm. Thank God. <laughs> no, yeah, but it's like it. it was, I reference it all. The
0: time. <laughs> um, um, it's um, it, yeah, but I, yeah, there is. the part of me starting a little bit abroad, and I'm totally okay with admitting this. Part of me starting a little bit abroad was so that I didn't have to find a job. hmm And thank God it. Thank
1: God it's starting to make money. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I mean it's a testament to you know what can happen right when you just you're like okay i need to do something mm-hmm. i want to do something and it's coming from a place of i mean you're giving back right you want to share you're sharing the knowledge that you've gained yeah. you're giving back and also an opportunity to i guess make money from it or turn it into i mean turn, yeah t- i think turning it into i i think
0: i know that i'm never you know is. It's not, it's, never, it's not the kind of business model that's ever going to make me a millionaire. You don't know that. <laughs> uh, you know, but, but I think I'm, I'm okay with that. Right. You know, that's, right. that's the thing. Um, but I think what I would, I'll, I just, I, the thing that I really do get out of it is the community building. Yeah. That's what we were talking about before.
1: For that's sure. what I love about it. Yeah. Um,
0: and meeting so many different kinds of people from all over the world. Um, who kind of all have one thing in common, which is like, they're like, okay, this is different. <laughs> I've got to figure out this country now. What, ha- what happened? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that's the...
1: But, yeah, it's... it's it... I can't really remember how we got onto this topic, but anyway. It was just... Well, I, d- I did want to add, um, just thinking back to something, I wish I had done differently. Mm-hmm. So I was here for three months. Mm-hmm. Summer of two thousand sixteen, mm-hmm. and I—that I, was a time because this, you know, before baby, before any real obligations, and mm. I didn't have any serious like deadlines or mm. anything like that. And that could have been the perfect time for me to learn Swedish because I had the time. Because I, I do want to learn. So Swedish. you had you. So say that again. You had three three months. Mm-hmm, I was here for three months. This was before I got my permanent residence. So uh-huh. I could only stay here for 90 days. Okay. So I was here for three months, and I didn't really have... I had a studio space, and I had some projects here and there, but nothing, no mm. big deadlines. Were you pregnant and at the time? Nope. Okay. okay. This was... Um, oh, yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. This was before. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, perfect time for me to just, like, walk around the city and or take Swedish. This <laughs> 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 Would have been helpful because for me, um, for work, so all of my clients are in the US. And you know, that's that's been great. So for work so far I haven't had to mm. learn Swedish. Mm. Um but just for the cultural connection, I yeah. think it's important. I totally agree. Yeah, that's something I really I'm I'm striving to do mm. when is more of a challenge. Mm-hmm. I think it would just require for me to just say, you know, buckle down and say, OK, let me do this. But, um, you know, with work and the few hours in the day where Issa's in school, it's like, oh, should I spend that time in the Swedish class or should I spend that time? You know, and, and,
0: and, and the way that, um, I, you know, whether it, whether it's SFE or it's mm-hmm. private lessons or it's Folk Universität, you know, it's a big chunk of time it commitment. Is really is. I've I've attempted to do SFE twice and uh, it's not gone well.
1: Yeah. Um <laughs> I've only heard one success story. <laughs> I've, I've
0: I know a couple of people but it's it's the thing It's yeah what I was saying before is they committed a serious amount of time mm-hmm. like 3 to 4 years of just learning mm-hmm. Swedish, mm-hmm. you know. And that I think is I mean that's how it works yeah. because it's such and SF, SFV in particular is such a slow progression in terms of because their classes are so big and they've got yeah, so many different yeah. levels and all that kind of stuff um, that's how long it takes and I just think you know I, particularly women I'm going to put it out there particularly for women being out of the job market for that long is crippling mm-hmm. yeah um, which is why so many people end up becoming freelancers, I think. Yeah, I can see that. I think so many people end up working for themselves because they just go, this, no, yeah. I need to have some, I need some kind of fulfillment." And I think that comes back again to what we were talking about before, these values that people kind of go, I have to fulfill that set, that part of me mm-hmm. with something that is seen to be productive, right? Um and yeah. I don't know. Do you
1: think uh, I don't want to use the word good <laughs> <laughs> because there is value in keeping a home and, Absolutely. and um being productive in other ways that still contribute to society and I wonder
0: raising children is, yeah, is uh, like is the beacon of Absolutely. productivity in <laughs> <Absolutely>. my eyes
1: <laughs> and yet we still feel like oh my gosh i have i still have to give back or I still have to do something even if it's not necessarily about fulfillment mm. right because it's, it's jobs don't always mm. offer or provide that so mm. it's just ha- the idea of having a job feels like oh i'm doing something mm-hmm. even though you're doing all these other things mm.
0: and isn't right? that isn't that like i mean the 21st century conundrum for yep. women. Absolutely. It's like we have to have it all, but and it's impossible. It's impossible. But we've but you know, Sorry, thanks this to is what we fought for. Yeah. Exactly. was <laughs> yes, going to say, god thanks to Amelia Pankhurst and all these other women, you know, we're sitting here going, we must have everything, you know, but that is the, it's the the ironic yeah. part of it all. Um but I I do think, you know, identity, work, values, it's all intertwined and I think you're absolutely right the you raising children keeping a home the the domestic labor that people do in particular women mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh is is the, this, I don't understand why it doesn't have the same level of because yeah. there's
1: no value attached to it. Mm, it's just expected.
0: There's no monetary value. There's no remuneration attached to it. And you're like, yeah, but these people are raising. Look, we're raising the future. It's mental. It's crazy. You know. So, I mean, oh, it's it's a. This is the whole. This is. I, I could get really.
1: <laughs> I'm, so, I'm like. ah there's so much, just so
0: layered. This, so yeah, yeah. This is so layered. It's so complex, and I, it, you know, you could you could have a podcast about every single one of those layers. But it's, I think, work still defines us, sadly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I really hope that the next generation, the people who genuinely aren't millennials. <laughs> um, I think they're, they're they're acknowledging that busy is not work mm-hmm. yes they're acknowledging that working smarter is how you know how
1: yeah it's the future this um, so I, I told you about this article that I wrote or wrote that I read yeah. um, about work in the U.S. And they started the article with this um, reference, and I, I don't have the, the exact information to share like, the name or mm. the date, but it was early 1900s during mm-hmm. the Industrial Revolution. And it was predicted that in the U.S. by this time, by the um, new millennium, that people would be, they would have more time off than work. So instead of working five days a week, we'd be working two days a week and have off five days a week, and it's completely the opposite. The opposite. Wow. So we're working more, and then because the idea was that you know with the, the industrial revolution and things more mm, on, mechanism, onated. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was really interesting. Um, and to your the reason why I thought about it because your point just this idea where. This generation is realizing that you, we can't possibly work more.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's There's just literally not enough
1: hours yeah. in the. No. Yeah. And what does it really mean? Yeah. To work more, because. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think it's interesting because both you and I have come from cultures that really place a lot of uh, importance on—I'm um, not going to say value, but importance on. Working hard, mm-hmm. not just working, but working hard and long hours and being the last one that's at your desk and, you know, mm-hmm. me, being the first one there in the morning. And it doesn't matter if you're actually doing any work, <laughs> yeah, just, but you're just showing up. You're, you know, that presenteeism, which right. is expected of you. Um, and I know that in the, I, I don't really know very much about the US, but in the UK, there's a big backlash against that at the moment mm-hmm. in terms of people, you know, Particularly, not but not just parents, but particularly parents are going. We cannot make this work anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's impossible with childcare costs skyrocketing, with you know the amount of pressure that's being put on people to do well in their jobs, to earn promotions, to earn more money. The cost of living going up parents are just like we cannot deal with this anymore so we are insisting that flexible working is is Mm -hmm. is now acknowledged as being a much more productive way of working um and that presenteeism is kind of like this is not accepted anymore it's not acceptable to do that anymore and i think it's interesting now because both of us have come from cultures like that Coming to Sweden, mm-hmm. where it's a completely different kettle of fish, mm-hmm. um, it's just incredible. The complete attitude shift in terms of, yeah, you, you you work
1: to live, yeah, not the other way around. You don't miss events with family no. or work. Ever. And like, if you did, we'd be like, what? <laughs> yes. You know? And like, I did all the time back at home in the U.S. All the time I would say, oh, I have this deadline or I got to do this and do that. Um, because we're placing more value yeah, on our work than absolutely. on our families. And, and it's like, this idea that, okay, once I get to this point, then I can take more time yeah. to do this with the family or go on this excursion or, you know, yeah. travel, whatever. But that's the problem. You just, you don't know if you're going to get to that point. Yeah. If you get to that point, mm-hmm. other things can come up. So it's just... The idea of living in the now and making space for all of these different components in your mm. life, and also the example that we're sharing for our children—yeah—this like idea of busyness and uh, success, and you know, putting them in all these classes and on teams, and they're doing all this stuff up until dinner time and homework, and mm. they're exhausted, right? So mm. I'm thinking too, how is this going to impact what I teach my son? Mm-hmm. And what he sees me doing, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So the language around work, I'm trying to be careful with because I know what I heard when I was a kid. And also just again the narrative about money like oh we don't have mm-hmm. enough money we mm-hmm. can't do this mm-hmm.
0: you know? i'm very very sensitive about that in our house as well because you know like you know what kids are like they'll be like going through the, the mall or the gallery and then they'll be saying oh a toy store let's go in and have a look okay let's go in and go and have a look and then you know they see something like let's buy this and then we go no we can't do that because we don't have any money and i'm like no yeah, let's yeah. not talk about that. Yeah. You know, let's talk about this in a positive way. Like, okay, if you want that, let's save for it.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's Absolutely. let's start
0: talking about saving money, and you know, because then we value it more if we know that we've had to wait for it and and, and we've we've put money aside for it. So, mm-hmm. um, just yeah,
1: and talking about the things that you have. Yeah. Um, oh, remember that beautiful truck that you have at home? We can play with that as soon as we get home. Mm-hmm. You know, just that's something I'm really trying to be uh, conscious of in terms of the language I use around ISA and just, you know, valuing what we already have and being grateful
0: Mm, mm -hmm,
1: for mm -hmm. the things around us.
0: Yeah, and I think that, that, you know, you said earlier about going, you know, what's the work is associated with earning money
1: mm-hmm.
0: and money is associated with a particular kind of lifestyle and, and you know, but what is that lifestyle? Why do we want that lifestyle? I mean, it means that we don't have to... Yeah, for some people it means that we don't have... They don't have to worry about the stress of money. Right. And I get that. Right. I completely understand that. Um. And it also means that they can just have whatever they want. But then there's a the question because, you know, we've personally we've gone through a three four year period of being quite careful mm-hmm. with how we've you know with mm-hmm. our economy and and um, and we've had to budget and but we've still had a really lovely we still have a lovely life yeah. we still have a, a fulfilling and fulfilled life absolutely yeah. But just not with you know the three pairs of three bunches flowers that you buy the <laughs> <laughs> weekend or you know right. the, it's just that kind of stuff you know exactly. you know but I again I appreciate but I, I'm also say I also acknowledge that I still am in an incredibly privileged position that you know we do have a roof over our heads mm-hmm. we can afford to put food on the table um, I know that's not the case for a lot of people right right so that's money it. in that sense is important.
1: Absolutely. But And I, I think you raise a good point because it, it forces the individual to think about how they define success, mm. right? So separating what the media tells you, what culture, yeah. society tells you absolutely, is successful. And that's something I did when I decided to go freelance full time is I had to sit down and really think about, you know, what is it that... I want to achieve what's going to be comfortable for me. That's a really good, good tool. So, yeah. so important because you think, I think Oprah says this all the time. She, you know, asks people what, what's going to make you happy. And they're like, oh, if I have a million dollars, but do you really need a million dollars? Not not just in the sense of being happy, but maybe it's just $50,000 yeah. extra, you know, to yeah. pay off a, a loan or pay off the rest of your house. Um so really thinking about the amount that works for you and your family, mm. or do you really need to strive to get this really big house mm. that's going to cost so much more to maintain? You know, um, and what I'm grateful for is that my husband is on the same page, and we we try to be very minimalistic. Mm. Yep. um, we are very conscious about what we purchase yeah. in general, but especially when it comes to clothes, mm-hmm. which has been a shift for me. Me too. And it was again, it's something I started before um, I met him, but. Just, like, really cutting back on what I buy and then limiting my, like, wardrobe palette. So yeah. i have a very, <laughs> like, streamlined palette. It has to be really, really special for me to buy something outside of that palette. Um, and I just, you know, wear things over and over again. And, of course, you know, we talk, we talk about privilege. Like, I don't have to go to the office every day. So I have the privilege of, you know, having a very limited wardrobe. But, um I think those were some of the things that really helped me think about, okay, how am I spending my money? Yeah. What's important to me? Yeah. Definitely. I don't need to acquire all these things. It's, you know, it's just not necessary. We would love to have the flexibility to move, live globally if we want to. So we have these things. We don't have as many things to get rid of if we decide to leave yeah. Sweden at some point. And I so. think
0: that's a really, I think that's a real, as you're saying, especially the whole, you know, when it comes to the sort of the immigrant lifestyle mm-hmm. or the the, the the nomadic lifestyle, um, I think that's definitely a, a really important thing to consider, and it's something that we too have considered too. That was a strange sentence. Sorry. <laughs> um, that we considered as well is you know what if Matthias was offered an incredible opportunity in the US, mm-hmm. what would we do then? Right, right. You know if we if we you know really max out our Housing budget or whatever, and bought a palatial broad or filled it with all this stuff. Then, what are we going to do? Exactly. Um, but I. But I. I it, what you mentioned earlier about, um, do you really need X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. That's something that is very pertinent in my head at the moment because um, we've the one of the businesses that we're running has become quite successful. And so it is bringing in a lot more money than it has done ever. Mm -hmm. Um, And which is wonderful. We're really grateful for that and great. But we know we're not going to rush out and buy a car Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. suddenly go, we're going to move house and get a bigger house and, you know, have a da da -da." Um, And I've been in a couple of situations where sort of acquaintances, not close friends, but acquaintances, I've seen them buying houses and... and, um, not just upgrading but seriously upgrading mm-hmm. and i kind of i'm just like that's i i i don't know how they can afford to do mm. it yeah because you know it's not just the buying of the house and the upgrading of the house it's the upkeep it's the mortgage it's the all the, all kind the of furniture all the that you have to yeah. buy and put in there and it just kind of goes whoa that's really that really scares me <laughs> And it gives me sort of heart palpitations thinking about it, but yeah, it's but it's that thing of um, I think it's because I've had to really reevaluate what for me is the definition of successful, right? And right now, the definition of successful is um, uh, just be able, being able to pay my mom's at the end of the month, mm, <laughs> my yeah. tax at the end of the month. <laughs> that's it right now I'm like okay break, in, break even and pay my moms at the end of the month I'm happy that's good that's awesome yeah
1: I would say I wrote down in my journal some time ago um peace of mind mm-hmm. and then what that means so you know paying mm-hmm. off I have a student loan that I just I'm like I want to pay you off so bad Um, But it's an interesting
0: peace of mind. is We even
1: associate peace of mind with being (laughs) free of any kind of debt. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Which is, that's another thing that I've been trying to kind of wrap my head around. Like, oh, it's okay if I have this this student loan debt. I can, you know, I can pay it off over time. But for some reason, I just want to get it out of here. Get this debt out of here. Mm. But yeah, you know, peace of mind and um, freedom to kind of, you know, do what I want. When I want saying no to certain mm, things, yeah. specifically with work, so saying being able to say no to certain projects, because yeah. I can, you know, yeah, um, yeah. So to me, that's like an, an ultimate form of success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right um, now, mm-hmm. that could and, and,
0: yeah, and I, think, but I think that's the great thing about this situation is that you know you have complete control over that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's completely your. there's no reason why you have to stick with one way of thinking right exactly um which is why you know everybody needs to rethink their work (laughs) totally (laughs) values (laughs) um uh, is there anything else that you would like to add
1: um i guess i would just finish off by saying you know I'm constantly thinking, or I shouldn't say constantly, I am thinking about these questions, Mm -hmm. and I don't have the answers, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm figuring them out for myself. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that others really take the time to really think about, and not just with work, but with anything that you want in your life, thinking about why you want them. Is it because there's an external reason or pressure, or is it an internal feeling that aligns with who you are? I really... I couldn't agree with that more. Um, I don't know if it's an age thing Mm -hmm.
0: or if it's just we're all getting a little bit smarter to the external influencers, Mm -hmm. i.e. advertisements, media, Mm -hmm. like those messages that kind of... um, But yeah, I, I think really... For me, it's all about asking what... like who is this for yes and what is it for Mm -hmm. is this for me right and like what is it gonna do will it support me Mm -hmm. will it allow my business to flourish will it um get me to that end goal which Mm -hmm. is how I define success that's Mm -hmm. that for me is my yeah. Instead so of going, oh my god, they're wearing it on Instagram. I need to. <laughs> I need to have that.
1: I know, and it's so easy. It's, it's always like out. I know these things, yeah. right? So, and then I go online and say, oh my gosh, that looks so cool, or I, I would love to do that, and then. I get caught up in like, okay, so how do I do that? And then going back to like, oh, uh, do I really, is that something I really want? But I think alignment with, that's why we have to be so clear about what we want, the goals, the things that we want to experience in our lives, like having that concrete and having a way of grounding ourselves because we can always go back to that list or paragraph or whatever it is Mm. and say, does that really align with what I wrote here? And you're really into, you're big into journaling. Yes, I um, kept a journal since I was since I graduated from college. Is it a bullet journal or is it just a journal? Just a regular yeah. journal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I and
0: there's I've been speaking to one or two people about this recently, and it seems to be coming becoming a a really popular way of managing mm-hmm. that kind of. Almost sort of
1: meditation. Yeah, it is for you me. Know. It's prayer. Yeah, it's prayer. I know um, some people like use it as a way to write to their intuition, mm-hmm. write to God, mm-hmm. or just you know a place to write down your ideas or mm-hmm. get it all out of your head. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Actually, when I was when I was pregnant, I journaled a lot. I would spend hours journaling. And I think that it was And not to get all like metaphysical. Mm-hmm. No, 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 go for it. Love it. <laughs> but I, 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 believe that it was my my inner self writing messages for postpartum mm-hmm. because I would go back and read those like, oh my goodness, this is so helpful now. Mm-hmm. This is information I really mm-hmm. needed to, to mm-hmm. hold on to uh, mm-hmm. after baby came.
0: And it's quite cathartic.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It is. That's. I mean, I. Um I find it useful because it helps me manifest things. Yes, absolutely. So it helps me kind of clarify. As you say, it you just gets rid of all the stuff that's either blocking it or stopping you from moving forward or something you can come back to and go, that's my focus. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to attain. That's mm-hmm. it right there. So I think, yeah, journaling is, is a mega tool in this area.
1: In terms of... Manifestation yeah. is super powerful. I mean, anytime you write things, anything down, so you have to be careful. Yeah, but <laughs> When you write things down; it, it, it brings a, another layer of power to it. Yeah, totally. Um, I was going to ask you, what do you what do you have to plug? Mm, well, I just, um, I should say, we <laughs> we just released a, a new book. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamia Wilson is the author. She's the uh, director of the Feminist Press in New York. And she wrote uh, Step Into Your Power, mm-hmm. and I illustrated it, which is um, super fun because it's a follow-up to our first book together, Young, Gifted, and Black. And Step Into Your Power is a guideline for girls to harness their voices and yeah. um, realize their dreams. Mm-hmm. It was a really fun project to work on. It's, it's such a beautiful book. Thank you. Yeah, oh, you saw it? I've seen it, yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we... Um, we have a good synergy. She's she's mm. awesome. Uh, I love everything that she shared in the book and totally can relate to this idea of, you know, giving girls the tools to just be themselves and to stand up for themselves and their communities and um, talk about self-care. Some yeah. some of the things I wish I had known when I was yeah. a Absolutely. young girl. Absolutely. Right? hmm Um, And then we talked about community. So We Inspire Me was a book that I released Mm -hmm. last year, um, all about cultivating a creative community. And that was a lot of fun because it was a way of kind of giving back to the people who have supported me over the years and also celebrating their stories. Mm -hmm. Um, It was it was fun because it was my first time doing a book for adults and also, kind of curating a group of people to talk about these different topics mm. in the book. Um, I think, I think that's still available at the English bookshop, but yep. I'm not sure if "Step Into Your Power" is there. No, I don't think it's there just yet, but okay. it should be. Yeah, but Amazon UK is great for yes both books. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think you, could, yeah, yeah, Amazon is the best place to get them. Yep. Yeah, great. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you, and thank you for the. Banana bread earlier, oh. <laughs> it's delicious.
1: <laughs> um, and uh, we'll be keeping tabs. Absolutely. And thank you, thank you for what you're doing for oh, thank you. all of us who are coming to Sweden. I mean, I, when I found out that I was having a baby and having a baby in Sweden and doing all this searching, it was like your <laughs> site came up. And
0: it was like, oh my gosh! I thought it was interesting. <laughs> I was thinking about how did we, how did we connect? And I thought it was because I actually stalked you on, in, on Instagram.
1: Really? I think so. It might have been... I don't remember. (laughs) I remember I went to the event. Yes. Uh was awesome. Uh And then um, connected to Bodil. Mm -hmm. And she photographed Mm Issa for my next book project, which Mm -hmm. is crazy. So it's a testament to the work that you're doing of bringing people together here. And I hope that you... Really, really see the beauty in that. I know that. I know that you do. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes we can, you know, we're working, we we'll get quite busy. Yeah, but that's right. a the really beautiful thing. It's very important. Thank you. That
0: means a lot. I think that's on my list of potential book number two projects. Is about cultivating community abroad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how you start that? That's a totally different <laughs> topic. Right, okay. Right. okay. Thanks, guys. Okay. Bye. Bye.